Let's see how the blacks respond to drums. Questlove, go. What's up, world, and welcome back to the Vibes and Stuff Podcast, where hip-hop heads discuss hip-hop topics. On today's show, we'll first dive into a few news nuggets, such as Rolling Stone magazine naming the miseducation of Lauryn Hill the greatest rap album, and Corey Lane's recent response to the Megan allegations with his album rollout. Then, the crew dive into some of the best and worst live shows that they've personally seen and discuss what exactly makes a good live show and whether or not it affects our view of a certain artist. Then we'll dive into a few unpopular hip-hop opinions for our album Face Off. We'll weigh in on Big L's Lifestyles of the Porn Dangerous versus Organized Confusion's Stress Album and discuss which one we felt was better. Then the crew will dive into a very brief, but funny, overrated, underrated, and then share what we've been bumping for the past week. So with that, please, kick back and enjoy the show. Yo! What's up, man? What's going on, Vince? Uh, nothing much. How's the family All doing? Right. Alright, doing good. Just finished getting them some food, getting them situated, so. Yeah. I heard that. I heard that. Y'all staying yeah. safe out there? Y'all y'all staying running free? Uh, yeah, as much as you possibly can. <laughs> this Rona, it's weird because nobody still, nobody even really knows exactly what you should do. But, yeah, I do recognize that the paranoia is 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 dissipating for a lot of people. Yeah, they just yeah. I, you, could, you could kind of see that up. happening as the as the numbers go down. Um, yeah, I'm just scared of what's gonna happen. You know, come flu season, you know, is I don't know who who knows because it's like it came in the spring slash summer, so people were kind of like really really not wanting to get with the program with like staying indoors and all of that. So hopefully, what I'm hoping is that, you know, with cold weather coming, people will be more inclined to just stay inside and stay put, you know what I mean? Like, and not throwing things like picnics and parties and concerts and, you know, what people yeah. was, was getting involved in. Yeah. Let's see. I meant to ask you, man, how old are your kids now, man? Oh, my son, uh, I only just got one. I'm just like- Oh, I thought you had two. No, you thinking? Vernon has two, my older brother, and Pharrell has three. Okay, I probably um, yeah, I probably got you confused with them then. Yeah, I just got one. He's uh he's eight. Okay, okay. Yeah. And my son, he's, he's right behind uh, seven. He, he um he's, he's on his way to seven, right? Yeah, he is seven. He is seven. Okay, he, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's right behind him, man. He it's it's interesting, man, like like the way the, what kids are like learning in school these days, cause it's like you know, we just had this uh, uh, another 9-11 anniversary and like 
you know, they, they teach him about 9-11 in school and what happened that day. And like, he is just like, he's just like fascinated with it because, um, you know, it, it, it is like a spectacular event, you know, when you look at what happened. But he's like, he'd be like reenacting it with his toys. And did daddy come play 9-11 with me? I was trying to explain to him, man, hey, look, man, that was, that was, that was a terrible experience, man. I was, yeah. I was 17 when it happened, man. I was, I was scared to death. I, was, I just knew I was going to get drafted. I said. Yeah, that was borderline traumatic. Cause I'm like, oh, no, nah, I'm going to have to defend my face the way I never thought I would. Right, right. Yeah, I just knew that they were going to start the draft and George Bush was going to draft me personally, man. He, uh, I knew it. <laughs> I was like, oh. Uh, that is, that is, yeah, that was crazy because we had, well, that was 01. So I had just graduated. So I'm I'm fresh. I'm like halfway through 18. Yeah, we talking 01. So I wasn't even, uh, no, actually I was 19. Yeah, working at UPS when it happened. So I'm like, oh, they, they, they coming to get me. I'm already drafted. They, they, <laughs> you knew it, huh? He was like, yeah, oh, I, I knew I should have filled out them college applications. <laughs> it was crazy. Nothing happened though, but it was, that was, that was a tight, that was a tight month. I just was like, any moment now, I'm gonna see some letter or something coming in like, hey, we need yeah. you, and I'm have to be like, yeah, you need me, but I, I ain't going. Yeah, like, yeah, what you crazy. gotta do. But it, for them, for like our kids, man, it just seems that event just seems so far removed from them. It's like it's kind of like Vietnam for us, you know what I mean? Yeah, Vietnam yeah. had been over at least ten years, you know, just about by the time we was born. So, you know, that affected more of our parents' generation, but. Yeah, they just they exactly. just seem so far removed from it, man. I remember it like 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 it was a few months ago. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Nah, it's crazy how life is like that. Life just has it. The older I get, the more I realize it's just cycles. Every generation is a cycle. Even though I believe they should start changing the generation gap should be fifteen or 10 years now based off of the, how rapidly technology is, is uh, rising. Yeah, you're right, man. You're it's right. Building a different type of, it's building a different type of human being. So like, you gotta explain what that human being is. Yeah, yeah, it's a huge difference between yeah. us and somebody born in 1996. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's like, dude, I, I, we had a rotary phone in our kitchen growing up. Yeah, <laughs> we are. We are the last, I think we the last dinosaurs. We are the dinosaurs when it comes to this technology boom. Cause like right after, around when we were getting out of high school, cause you came out in 01, right? 02. Okay, 02. So like, I, I, I can still, I can still venture that it was still less than 50% of your classmates that didn't have a cell phone when they graduated. Oh, most definitely. It, it, you might have had. I, I would, if I had to guesstimate, I would say maybe, maybe ten percent of us had a cell phone, and it was. It wasn't like it was allowed to be on during school. You know what I mean? It's like you can only whip it out for like emergencies and to call your parents and stuff like that. Exactly. So yeah, <laughs> I, it was one. It was like a couple people had a cell phone in, in, at Morgan Park when I was there um, when I graduated. So. 
um, DVDs, the DVD, the, yeah, DVDs had just started. Basically, what ninety nine or but roughly ninety nine, where it was yeah, accessible to everybody. Yeah, and we ain't even DVDs now. We 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 in four K Blu Ray. So yeah. our technology is crazy. Like, remember MP3s was the way MP3 players. Yeah, yeah, and I was and I was like considered cutting edge. Exactly, you know? it, it's just crazy. Like, um, like I, I remember going from like cassettes to like MP3s in like four years, man. Like, like it was it was yeah. that it, it was it was that quick, that quick of a snap. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man, we 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 saw we saw we saw a lot of change, man. We saw a yeah. lot. Of change. Hey, you remember those um? Remember those huge, stupidly huge laser disc players? Yeah, yeah. I'm glad those didn't last long. That was, yeah, that that last was long. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. Yo, so so we uh, I think we're waiting for one, maybe two more people. But I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna dive into these news nuggets, man, for the show that I, I got wanted to discuss. Okay. I don't know if you saw this, but um. Rolling Stone magazine, they did, they put up an online article and the way it was reported, there was some spin put on the actual facts, but they put, put together a revised list of the 500 greatest music albums of all time. Now, it was reported that they named The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill as the greatest hip hop album of all time, when in reality was it was greatest just music albums period but that was the highest rated album that could could fall under the hip-hop classification i think it came in at like number 10. what 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 are your thoughts on that like do you think it deserves a high spot as far as just overall albums as opposed to hip-hop albums because when you start talking about greatest hip-hop albums then all of a sudden a different criteria comes into play now and at least that's how I see it. But how, how do you feel about that? <clears throat> no, I agree with you. So I sit back when I when I was thinking about it, I was like, okay, well, what would her album be under? What category? Because she does, she sings and she raps. So I can see how certain people that may not understand a certain criteria for the hip hop. Uh, genre would put it there, but I also see where some people would be like, nah, I don't consider that a completely, like a a, a genuine hip-hop album. Um, me personally, I don't know if I can put it in straight hip-hop because she sings on, she sings the same amount of songs, you know? She was right around the neo-soul hit movement. So it's like, it feels like it's more neo-soul to me. Because you know, Neo Soul has it has influences from hip hop, funk, and R and B, or jazz as well. But you you know what I'm saying. So it's like I think she fits more of that type of artist because she taps into all of her influences in music. It's not just hip hop. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I mean it's a great album for what you get. You know, like. It's not, it's not strictly, you know, it's not strictly, you know, rhymes and, you know, beats and bars, you know what I mean? I just, 
you know, if you're going to put together a greatest album list, for that to be the first quote unquote hip hop album to pop up, you know, I, I mean, I'm not gonna beef with it being on the list that it was on, but when you're talking hip hop albums, you know, I, I think that's that's up for debate with that album like hugely. Because, you know, when it was first reported, it was kinda it was kinda seen as okay, here we go again, you know, white mainstream magazine, they clearly don't know the culture. Cause that's how I interpreted it. But once I actually saw what the list was, then it became more clear, you know, to I me mean, what, what they were actually how they were actually rating the stuff. Because the next four hip hop albums in this order was uh, Public Enemy, It'll Take a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back, then Kanye West, My Beautiful Twisted Dark Fantasy, then Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly, and then Biggie Small's Ready to Die album. So for those to be the top five hip hop albums, you know, it just, it seemed a little, it seemed a little odd. Cause I'm like, I'm like, where's Lonely in Theory? Where's Enter the 36 Chambers? Where's Illmatic? Where's Equimini, no Tupac, no Eminem. You know, it, it was like, that's where my mind went. But when they said just top, you know, music albums, you know, it became a little bit different of a conversation, but I, I still think they got it wrong. I still think they got yeah. it wrong. I don't think there's any way to really get it right, to be honest, because I think what they what they take into consideration is not what the uh, people of the culture really values as criteria to uh, the best album. I don't think it's even, you can even name it, to be honest, because you can't go off just straight record sales. I mean, you could, I think you could put together a respectable list. Yeah, um, yeah. But- Maybe a, a, Mount, a Mount Rushmore, that's the, the closest you can get, but it's straight, like straight number one, this is the best ever. That's that's very. Oh, difficult. you mean you mean actually ranking it from five hundred all the way to number one? I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, like, that's 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 hard. Definitively, can there be a definitively stated number one best hip hop album? Can there be? No, no. I don't think it can be. I, I couldn't even, as opinionated as I am about hip hop, like I couldn't even give you one arguably you know, worthy, you know, champion for that, for that spot, man. Like, I couldn't do it. I can tell you my favorite hip hop album. Exactly. But, you know, favorite is a lot different from greatest. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, I don't even know if I can give my favorite because a lot of times my favorite is the one I'm listening to at the time. I, I'm, I, um, I have that, that complex. Cause you know you have you'll forget then you hear an album again like oh yeah and it brings back that all of those emotions from the past when you first heard it it's like it takes you back so like when i'm listening to um when disaster strikes that's the album i love the most at the time you know because it's just it brings back all those memories and, and everything that it did for you at that time yeah yeah i mean certain don't get me wrong certain albums do stick with me like they they stuck with me back then, and then when I listen to them now, it like it'll just transport me in time back to where I was when I was first digging the album, you know. And they're just and the music has aged well, you know what I mean. So I do have a list of albums that are definitely my favorites that I I will I will you know put money on going up against any albums coming out today. But yeah, just 
if I if if you ask me to just name one or even five of the greatest hip hop albums of all time that other people or the majority of hip hop fans will agree with, you know, I, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna get that. You know, I ain't I ain't, I ain't gonna get it right. It's like everyone someone's gonna have something to say about my top five. You know, it's just Oh definitely. Yeah, that's just the way it goes. That's Especially the based goes. off of where you grew up. Because if you if you grew up on the West Coast yeah, I don't pick nobody. It's rare that anybody from the West Coast is gonna say an album from the from the East Coast was the best. It's yeah, rare. you might get one East Coast album to sneak up in there, but yeah, you're right. They probably gonna have America's Most Wanted. They probably gonna have Doggy Style, and they probably gonna have a Chronic. Yep, yep. It just is what it is, you know. And on my top ten list, I'm gonna have One Day It All Makes Sense, most likely, you know. Yep. <laughs> you know, so think about anything about generations because Kendrick is uh, you can't tell nobody nothing about Kendrick uh, from the West Coast. Exactly. Like, don't, don't, talk about, don't don't come for Kendrick. That's like that should be a phrase or a hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, um, uh, speaking of coming for people, you see your boy Tory Lanez. He just uh, he he dropped some new material. He made it seem as if he was making an announcement on, uh, I can't remember if it was ID or whatever, but he made this announcement that he was gonna be coming out with something at some point. Come to find out it was an album, um, his, his Daystar album. And in short, it was 17 tracks of, in my opinion, just bull crap, denials and gaslighting um, to try to, in an effort to try to clear his name. I have not listened to this album. I have no intention of listening to this album. I've, I've listened to the reviews of the album and you know what people have had to say about it, like <laughs> and what they've been saying. It sounds pretty bad. But did did you have you gotten a chance to check this out? Do you intend to check this out? Man, it's, it's crazy because this was the year. Well, last year was the year I officially started really respecting Tory Lane. When he did that that song for song thing with Tor with uh Joyner Lucas, that battle they did, it really gave me it gave me a, a different mindset on him. Like, hey dude is actually he actually is cold. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. And he he held his own with him. Like you could argue you could argue that he won. I know some people do. But like we talking about Joyner Lucas here. He he held his own against Joyner Lucas. Mm-hmm. And then from that mo- moment forward, he kept on making good music. But to be honest, I haven't heard it. I don't plan on hearing it. All the research I was doing was based off of trying not trying to get what was about the album without hearing the album. But what I gathered from it was that it was a, a, an extremely long explanation of what what went on in that SUV. But he still <laughs> didn't explain anything. He didn't say yes or no. Yeah, and he seemed to be attacking people that came to Megan's defense. He did a lot of like subliminal, oh, you know what really happened? Why are you trying to drag me down type bars? You know, just, you know, and I still love you. And, you know, you just acting out to take me down like all these other, just real textbook abuser stuff. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he's going to act like what happened didn't happen or didn't happen the way she remembers it. And that, you know, at the end of the day, I still love you, you know, so I can't be that bad. And, yeah. you know, this is just, 
Yeah, classic abuser stuff, man. And it's just it, it just seemed like such a sucker move. And he, he didn't even have the 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 self-awareness to put out some sort of statement when this stuff first came out, but to try to explain it away with an album a day after the Breonna Taylor decisions. So it, it was just it was just bad timing all around. You know, black women are feeling neglected, abused, taken for granted. You know, and then you drop this album, you know, to explain away why you shot a, a black woman in her feet. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah, Rick Ross um, even came at him talking about that's a bad move, talking about Breonna Taylor. See, and see, this is one thing about Rick Ross. I guarantee you, in his next album, he's gonna say something about this. Oh, Rick most Ross, you, he always uses things to um, make people come towards his album. So. Tory Lanez is giving this dude, he's giving a lot of people something to talk about. And he don't realize it, but it's a lot of, his name is gonna be in a lot of people's mouths and, and when it comes to rap. He just made a bad move. Yeah, man. Yeah, he he really did, man. He, um, you know, it's <laughs> it's funny. It's like he, he <laughs> he's now in the hot seat. Takashi 6ix9ine was once him, you know what I mean? <laughs> like. Yeah. You know, say what you want about Takashi, man. He, you know, he didn't do nobody no physical harm. Yeah, well, I take that back. He he tried to have somebody killed, and that wasn't that wasn't cool. But uh, so I, I haven't forgot about that. But I, I, Tori is definitely sitting in that hot seat right now, as far as just hip hop clowns. You know, oh and, definitely. He don't he don't even realize he's gonna, he gonna basically keep doing these IG lives to try to. Act like he's trying to act like it's this stuff didn't happen. Well, the problem is you got a lot of people. Even before Tory went on his little, you know, album promo tour or whatever, you got a lot of people out here who really didn't think it happened, which is crazy to me. And they was just like, "Oh, if 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 if, if she really got shot in her feet, why she why she walking around like the doctors couldn't take the bullets out?" You know, she got shot uh, in the back of her heels. Like it's just funny how people say stuff and just. They say, they say stuff without any knowledge. Like they just hear it and like, and then they pick, they, they they visualize in their minds how it happened. And then they ask questions off of that. But it's like, no, that ain't even what happened. Right, and then you ask them, okay, well, why would she lie? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why she would lie on him like that. Maybe there's something else going on. Maybe they trying to take him. Come on, man. Like, stop, stop with the, stop with the clownery. So let's like, just stop for a second and think about how everybody, every human being reacts when they're told a bold face lie about them. They're like, no, that did not happen. Yeah, Whenever you immediately somebody, defend yourself. You don't sit yeah, quiet for two months. That's all that ain't happening. Like, that's automatic. Like, that is automatic. That's how everybody responds to a bold face lie, like something that's completely made up. Whenever somebody's involved with something, it's exactly what it was said. They try to talk away from it. So it's just like, come on, now. he's doing what people do when they do something wrong. Exactly, exactly. What's going on, Dave? What up? What's, What's up, good Dave? with you, bro? What's going on, bro? Nothing much, not much. We we sitting here talking about the, uh, the recent buffoonery from uh, uh, Canadian rapper Tory Lanez. And his recent uh, album promotion that he's been doing—you you got any thoughts on this, Dave? 
He's Canadian? Yeah. I, I didn't know that. <laughs> I don't uh I don't care for the guy. Yeah, yeah. Any thoughts on um if he's if he's just doing the most right now, just being a little too extra, do he need to just fall back at this point? What what do you think? I mean uh, I, I don't know, man. Like I, I feel like of course he's doing too much. I don't the whole I feel like the whole shooting incident should have kinda mellowed him out or brought him back down to earth. You know what I mean? Like like that that whole little incident should have kinda humbled him, but He's still wild. Like I know he had a he, his IG or whatever that was. He was doing some wild stuff on that man. A little podcast he had. Oh, wow. He just, like he not he not learning, man. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how old he is, man. But right, he gonna he gonna lose it all, man. Then he get yeah, on and Megan. I think. I think I think Megan got Megan got the people behind her. So I don't know, man. I feel like the way he talking, it's it's just gonna further alienate fan bases, man. It's gonna hurt him eventually. If they haven't enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got you got a small sliver of folks out there. We were just talking about how you got a, a, a subset of people who are on this like, well, I don't really believe she got shot. I think she made the whole right. thing up for attention. And the human foot got so many bones in it. And if you get shot in your foot, then blah, blah. That's like, oh, come on. Every, everyone's a doctor now. Every Everyone's an expert on human anatomy all of a sudden. But, yeah. you know, you just commenting on Twitter. Why, why, why would she make that up? Like, what, what does she have to gain from that? Yeah. That's what I said. That's what I said. She was already on the move. And the funny part about it is that WAP song was right behind that. Yeah. 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 Didn't need anything but, to do. But her and her in the streets, I mean, she was already, she had already kind of passed him in fame. You know what I mean? Like, see, he, the streets don't, like, the only reason a lot of people know about him is because of that incident now. Like, he wasn't, you know, hip-hop heads and you know he kind of float around and do a little 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 bit of everything like music people kind of know him but general general fans didn't know who he was like well, more people i know i know this this generation under us they really feel they was really feeling tory lanes um especially the ladies that's the killer part tory lanes marketed himself towards the ladies so like his his trajectory and his music was he was very, he was making really smart moves. So at first, to really get himself out, he was making these mixtapes called Chicks Tapes. So he would make two, at least two mixtapes a year. One was basically with him rapping, and then he would make these this mixtape called Chicks Tapes, where he was singing. And so first, his first Chicks Tape, he focused on the, um, the music stylings of the 80s. Then the next Chicks Tape was the stylings of the 90s and then a millennium. So he was like really smart on how he was making his music. He was showing his talent. And the girls was, was feeling like his main his main fan base was women. And so now he done just messed it up because he was, now he started to get, he was starting to get respect with his rapping from guys and stuff. But his most of his fan base was women from what I saw. Yeah, I can't. I can't say for sure. You know what? What? What his? What his fan base was? You said as a generation of us, I, I take your word for it because I, I don't. I don't know many people who listen to him. Listen to him like that. Uh, what's going on, Greg? What's happening, fellas? Not much. Not much. 
we, we were wrapping up this last little news nugget, man, talking about Tory Lanez and his, his recent uh, album promo tour or whatever, and him coming out and I guess you want to call it defending himself. Uh, did you did you have any thoughts on this, Greg? Is Does he need to fall back? Does he need to just apologize? Go away? What? what? <laughs> What, 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 what? Needs to be, he needs to be extradited as soon as possible. I, I can't <laughs> believe he's still in the country. If he is, uh, there's, there's no place. There's no place for shenanigans such as his. And he needs to be removed as soon as possible. He's a cancer <laughs> on this culture. He needs to be Get him extradited. Out of here. <laughs> like, as wow, from the dark night. <laughs> they need to send Batman in. <laughs> <laughs> Break him out of a window. <laughs> Get that guy out of here, man. Yeah. Oh man, that's hilarious. I, I'm, I'm, dude, you can't. And then, bro, I don't know if you called it. I, I, I don't know if somebody called it out or what. But he he put a post out right with nobody had been hearing from him for weeks. Let's let's say months because I'm I'm bad with time. Nobody had heard from him for for, for months. And then he puts a post out, just kind of out of the blue. Like I know, I, I know, I've been, I've been quiet to my fans. You know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna clear the air tonight. Or he, he was, it was something real, kind of like, like everybody. Even I, when I read it, I thought, I was like, okay, this dude gonna jump on live and like break down what happened. You know, <laughs> like at least try to explain himself, bro. It was an album promo. Like he dropped the album at eight. And I, I, I'm like, man, that, just get him out of here, dude. It's, it's done. It's over. And it's sad because he was on his way. You know what I'm saying? He, he was, legitimately, he was on his way. I, me and Reggie have had numerous conversations about this guy. He was on his way, man. I'm not convinced and, that we've seen the last of him. To be quite honest. Look, bro, he's done. You know how? You know how the industry is is ignoring. Takashi six nine into oblivion. That that's what can happen to him, man. Like he can well, be ignored un- until darkness. Well, this, this Takashi still doing numbers though. But 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 no, no, he's he's doing fake numbers. But this is where he's different from Takashi. Like like Tory Lanez as as uh, I think it was Vince already put it out. He he knows how to at least craft respect some some respectable material as far as music. That's the difference yeah. between him and Takashi. Takashi's bro, bro, hype. Bro, but Takashi snitched. Tory Lane shot one of the thickest chicks in the game <laughs> in a foot twice with no yeah. excuse. Yeah. Bro, he's done. Yeah. He's done. There's, there's nothing. You can't come back from that. Yeah, just on some Ike Turner stuff, man. Just wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Reggie, man, I'm going to give you the last word, man. Reggie snuck up in here. Tory Lanez, man, where where you stand with him? You interested in his album at all? You think he should fall back, disappear, take a different approach? I give you the last word. Honest with you, I haven't heard the last. I haven't heard the album from the people I have heard it. Like I, I hear what I actually uh, expect from him. Actually putting out projects, like I hear it's actually good. I'm, I'm, I know that nobody wants to hear it right now because of the situation at hand. Uh, I don't think he's done either. I know it's gonna it's a challenge though. Like he got he got a, a lot to come back from. But um, 
Yeah, I don't know, man. It just messed up. Because like like Greg was saying, we've talked about him numerous times. Like, I actually think he's better than Drake. So to see him go out like this is 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 sad. You know what I mean? But yeah, like I, I don't I don't know. Like his career is like his career is like in limbo right now. Like if if, if that exists where like, you know what I'm saying, like you don't know whether or not you're gonna go to hell and heaven, like you know what I'm saying, like that doesn't exist, but you know what I'm saying? Like that's where he's at right now. He's in hip hop limbo, like in hip hop purgatory. Like he has no, like you know what I'm saying. Like he, nobody wants to hear from him, but he's talented. You know what I'm saying? It's like some gonna have to give what like the actual true story comes out, and then like some people either be on his side and understand the story, or some people be like, nah, man, he hated forever. And his career is over with. Like something is gonna have to get. He's got to play it so right. We have though. to see when that happens. He's he's got to play yeah, it right. There, there's, right on ahead. There, there, there's a way. There's a way he could go about, you know, wearing out this storm, and and still coming out somewhat okay. But he's not doing that. How is that? How be how apologetic. Don't release music. First of all, be apologetic. Cops to what you did. Go on a six week apology tour. You know, it just fall back from releasing music that's directly speaking on the situation and, you know, saying little coy things like, oh, you just wanted people trying to take me down and I got haters now and this, this and that. Like, stop trying to be coy about it and just cop to what you did. And let, let, let's not let's not forget that uh, Chris Brown came back. Exactly. He, he, was, he was supposedly... Even though I believe he was getting whooped up in that car, that's why he bit her. Cause nobody bites unless they ain't got nothing else they can do. Like you don't bite unless that's the only thing you can do. She was on top of that dude whooping on him, but that's another story. I don't know about but, that. Um, like, like you bite when you when you're like, abusing. When you're nah, abusing, you, you can't say what he a abused, person. He, he abused Rihanna. We talking about Rihanna here, and those 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 pictures of her face look horrible. Yeah, he took and he her survived up. it because he. He did it the right way. She looked like she um, got like He wasn't, and, and she forgave him. Yep. You, exactly. you forget right. about that. While she was, while she was pissed, she forgave him. She went out. She went out to Cancun with the dude. They on jet skis. But Greg, you know what I'm saying? But what, what we saying is, yeah, he, Tory Lanez can't do this. Hold on, that Tory Lanez can't do this with Megan. She ain't trying to get down with the dude, and everybody else around is like. Following her lead, like if Megan came was like, you know what, like it was a mutual, like it, the situation got out of control. You know, I was throwing my wrap around all over the place, and and he got mad. Then then people would be like, oh, okay, you know, I can I can move forward now. Ain't none of that happened, bro. He's done. All I'm saying is, but all I'm saying is, is that it can be done. Like, and I agree with you. He's definitely not helping himself right now. But I'm saying it can be done. Like 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 um, uh, like Ann said, he should have came out. Like I out, said, Chris Brown is still around. That's what he should have did. He should have came out, told the true story, and then sat on that material for about a month and then dropped it. Like like Usher, confessions. But he didn't Yeah, and he just didn't do just that. just take it on the chin. Like 
you know, stop, stop telling Megan in your album you still love her, you still want to be with her, but she, she, she need to get her mind right, you know, and just, just, just have some accountability, man. Narcissism at its finest or worst, according to how you look at it. That's all he got to do, man. Easy, easy fix. Well, not easy, easy fix, fix, but, not but it's him. a possible, it's a possible right. fix. I shouldn't say it's an easy fix, but. You know, yeah. hey man, you he gotta check steps, the steps. But I honestly, I don't see it happening. Nah, he gonna have to ghostwrite for a while, for sure. Yeah, that's what yeah. he was doing anyway. So he got to go back to it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I would. The money's good. Dude, dude was, dude was extremely talented though. He I don't know about better. Than, right I don't know about better than Drake though. Oh, he's How's he not uh, better than though? You gonna have to explain that one. How's he not better than Drake? Is this a, is this a, is this an unpopular opinion? Like like. Maybe you gotta explain to me. You gotta explain to me how he, how he's not better than Drake. I'm gonna say explain that. to me how how anybody's not better than Drake. Look, we got the number one Drake hater, hater in the room. Yeah, what I'm this, saying is, when I say I ain't heard enough of him, I don't know. I just don't think he's better than Drake. You gotta, you gotta just listen to him. Like check it out. Check out his earlier stuff, and you you will be thoroughly surprised. I will tell you that he might be the better than Drake now. No, what? no. Nah, we talking about period. Dude is talented. You gotta look past what he looks like and like your first impressions of him, and actually just sit back and listen to the music. Like I said, he was he was doing some smart moves and the chicks tapes. That was a smart move that he was doing. <clears throat> Dude, right, right. It, it was, he was very smart. It's just that his fan base, well, a lot of his fan base was women, and now he done alienated them. Yeah, yeah, he gonna have to he gonna find have to find a way uh a way back, man. That's, that's all I got to say. But we gonna move right along, man. Enough enough Tory talk. <laughs> we gonna move right along to our next segment, man, for the night. Um, the importance of the hip hop live show. Now, of course, right now because of the pandemic, you know, hip hop shows ain't something that's really going down right now. But um, I wanted to talk on a few things. Um. You know what were some of the best and worst live shows you've seen in concert personally you know what makes a good show what, what makes a bad show but but first i want, want y'all i want to pose the question how important is an artist having a good live show to you personally does does a good live show make you respect the artist more does a bad live show make you not want to hear that music where, where do y'all stand on that how important is being able to perform to put on a good show live. If you ask me, I think it's more like icing on the cake. Like Kanye, it, it, I'll give you an example, and this is the best, this is the only one I got really, but at, at, the, at the height of Kanye's popularity, he, I saw him on tour, and the show lived up to, in my opinion, the show lived up to the album, and actually, actually made me embrace the album more. But at the same time, it didn't like if the show wasn't that good, I don't I don't feel like it would have changed my my thoughts on um, you know how I felt about him. It's the same way with Lauren. Lauren don't even show up for shows. But I'm not like, man, I don't even want to listen to her album. She ain't show up, you know, when I was I was there for three, four hours waiting for her. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I, but that's just my opinion. I, I like the, the 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 live show doesn't. It, it don't make a break an artist for me. I think what Greg, the way Greg said it was was nice. Um, to even from to for me to explain it though, I think live shows can 
make you become a person that becomes a fan of somebody other than just respecting them. Now, me personally, I'm not a fan of anybody, but when Jake, like J. Cole's live shows, he adds another level of emotion to his music that will make you a fan of him. Like when you listen to, um, I forget what album it, album it is. Was uh, it Forest Hills Drive? If mm-hmm. you listen to his live album version, it's it has so much more emotion with the music involved than than the actual uh, radio version, and it, it can possibly make you more of a fan of him, make you a fan of him based off of that. Uh, same thing with Kendrick. Same thing with anybody. Um, you may still appreciate their music, but you may not have as much of an emotional attachment because of uh, the show. I give you another example: Gucci Mane. Dude's shows are horrible. Like he's the worst performer ever. Like, dude just be tippy toeing across the stage, rapping his rapping his verses. There's nothing cool about that. So to just make you only listen to his music, you never go to his show. So I think it's like that's the difference between somebody being emotionally connected to you and just respecting your music. Okay, okay, fair enough. Uh, Reggie, man, where, where you stand on it? Does a good um, show matter? I think a, a good show does matter. Um, I mean, you know, obviously you go to the live show, in my opinion, because you are a fan. Um, but if, if, if the artist doesn't meet up the expectations of the songs that you enjoy, like, it's kind of hard to continue to be a fan. You know what I'm saying? Um, unless they continue to produce great music. Um, <coughs> I've been to some some terrible live shows, and then I've been to some great live shows. And as Greg said, it, it's kind of like the icing on the cake uh, when it comes to an actual artist that's uh, great in performance. Um, so yeah, I mean that's 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 my take on it. I, I didn't know if you wanted to give experiences of uh, I can wait for that a little. Later. Yeah, we we gonna yeah. get to that. Okay, yeah, we gonna get to that. What about you, Dave? I uh. I don't know, man. I think it's it's. I think Greg's Greg's illustration of ice is about the best way. Or, or the way I looked at a, a, a live show is like uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if y'all rock with a lot of anime, but but anime have these filler episodes that kind of add substance <laughs> and kind of depth to uh to some of the to some of the context of the other album. So like you listen to a song and then you hear a lot of the live shows. They kind of give stories and background and stuff, what they was feeling, what they was going through when they was writing the songs, and it kind of fills in a lot of those gaps and makes the music more alive. You know what, what artist I mean? is this? Uh, a lot of them, man. Uh, like he said, J. Cole does it. Dude, we saw Estelle, man, at this little little car, little club, man. And she did her album, and it, it, oh, it Estelle. does the same said, thing. Okay. Like uh, John Legend, uh, and then you got then you got other artists who do it real big, you know, your Kanye's or Jay Z's, Beyonce's. And they, but again, like if, if you've been to a Jay Z or Beyonce concert, like that that uh that the last tour they went on together, they, theirs was the same way. Like they kind of gave these these like artsy stories while they was performing the songs. You know what I mean? And and I feel like I feel like if you look at it through that lens, then yeah, like live music. You kind of need it, like, to help the artists. I think it, it, it helps them tell their story a little more. Right, right. 
Yeah, I, 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 for me, like, like I think, I think, I think Red hit it on the head in the beginning, like describing it as icing on the cake. You know, while it's not everything, it's it's nice, and a good live show is nice. You know, for me, whether or not I'm a fan of an artist always boils down to what kind of album can they craft at the end of the day. You know, what kind of story can they tell? You know, blah, blah, blah. But a good live show is is cool. Like, I didn't know how much a good live show mattered to me until I saw a bad live show. Because when I saw a bad live show, it was just like, I almost didn't want to hear nothing else that that person had to do for like a good year or two after that. Because it was so bad. Now, I understand things happen. It's not necessarily the artist's fault. It might be the venue. Something didn't go right. But, um... Dude, ain't nothing, ain't nothing worse than paying money for a bad live show. Cause I, I didn't really even start going to like hip hop shows till like I was like 18, 19. Cause back then it's like you get your hands on 20 bucks, you know what I'm saying? To, to see a show, you know, chances are I was just gonna take that 20 bucks and buy some more music as opposed to buy a ticket to go see a live performance because that's just where my head was at, especially if I couldn't get, you know, other people who. You know who were into that artist to go with me so but seeing a good live show it's, it's a good it's a good little change of pace now I'm, I'm gonna give it up to you all what what are some of the best live shows you've seen uh, or, or, or artists who, who who did it extremely well that Jay-Z and Beyonce tour was that that was a nice show man they kind of they, they did the whole spectacle of everything uh, the roots I've seen them twice. They always put on a good show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. That's as far as standouts. Everybody else been kind of okay and average. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, um, yeah, I I I've seen the uh, the Jay Z Beyonce show. That's that's a great show. Uh, I've seen Kanye and Jay before. Um, they know how to work the crowds. That's a phenomenal show. Uh, Seen Kanye by itself a couple of times, super dope. Um, and this is more because of his like creativity of the stage and everything else. Like the dude is, as we all know, like he's a he's a, a genius, um, a mad genius. <laughs> uh, the but like some of the the dopest smaller shows, like I seen Ghostface and. Um, he came out, like, believe it or not, he came out, like, I want to say almost probably two hours late to the show. But when he came out, I mean, he was high and drunk. But he <laughs> performed the whole Supreme Clientele album. So, like... Oh, man. I mean, like, he gave the audience what they wanted. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> it was, like, a thousand people on stage. Like, the energy was live. Like, it was, it was great. Um... Common does a great show too by getting the crowd. He does, man. He does a surprisingly good show. You wouldn't expect that. Um, one of the worst shows I've ever seen, and it did put a bad taste in my mouth for the artist, was Big Sean. Um, it was early in his career. Um, I got a chance to go to a friend's and family uh, good music showcase, and he performed. And he didn't have no hit, no nothing. He was kind of like uh, doing a mixtape, but. I was kind of like, uh, that's like when the backpack rappers was like getting a steamroll going. So um, I had kind of started, you know, kind of listening to him. And uh, with that being said, uh, and he was horrible. I mean, like, 
like god awful horrible like, <laughs> like almost like man get this guy off the stage like horrible and it was at the time too when uh kid cuddy dan knight was out so like everybody was definitely wanting to hear that anyway and you know everybody kind of knew about big shine but the fact that he performed so terrible man like i don't even think like nobody clapped for him like none of that like it was like crickets when he got off the stage so was, was he like, just was he just low energy? Did he pick the wrong songs to perform? It was low energy, but it was like no stage presence. Like it was just, he was kind of like, just trying to like, I don't know. It was just weird, man. It was weird. It was like one of them things, like when he got off, he was like, all right, thank you, Chicago. Like, like it was like one of them things. Like, at the end, like it was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. Wow. Wow. I don't know. I don't know what, you know, now, of course, like I said, that was the beginning of his career, so who knows how he is now. He could be a whole lot better, but at that moment, man, it was, it was God off. Wow. Wow. Hey, Vince, man, best and worst live show you've seen? Uh, I'll go to the worst. Once again, I'll say it again, Gucci, man. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was in Atlanta when I saw this. This was on a window, too. I happened to be in Atlanta, and it was like, yeah, let's go. Um, let's, let's go. Let's go to this, this concert or whatever. Well, not a concert, it was like a show at a club. You happened to be at a club. And this is like when he was just kind of first getting started. You know, when he had uh, his Freaky Girl song. I think it was the album, the Lemonade album. Oh, this was um, in the so beginning, man. Started. Yeah, he was like at the end of his beginning, like right when he started peaking, when people was knowing about him. And uh, he probably still had some contracts he had to honor in terms of you know, certain smaller clubs and stuff. But dude just tippy-toed his way on the stage. Every song, like if you didn't hear, like you, you say tippy-toe, you, what, you, what do you mean? Like, what was he walking softly or something? <laughs> like, literally, literally tippy-toeing, like, <laughs> on, it, it, it's horrible. But like, if you, if you saw the video and it was muted, you couldn't hear the audio, you would think he was rapping the same song for a whole 45 minutes. Cause like oh, it wow. was the same thing the entire time. I'm like, I'm like either dude just didn't feel he just honoring his uh his a contract or he just this is how he performed. Now the best performances is some of them they not even really hip hop. It was music soul child. The best hip hop performance I saw was Twister. Really? No, that sounds crazy. Yeah, it was um actually it was in DeKalb, Illinois. It you was uh, saying Kanye. Go ahead. No, I'm <laughs> talking about in terms of no, I've never been I've never been to a Kanye um live show. So I mean, me personally was Twister because this was this was a little bit later on in his career. Sierra was there. It was a mixture of people there. This dude went back to the old songs and he hit every syllable. Like he was he was he was on point with everything. He didn't slip up any. He um he dropped, he did some acapella stuff so you could hear every word. Like he was speeding it up, slowing it down. It was just like dope skills that he was just basically show, showcasing his skills. And um that was just so cool to me. Um but then you know that's just me though. That's why we're saying our, you know our own, right? Right, right. Um but to see Twister actually do it, because sometimes you'd be like, man, he can't do that. He can't do that every time. Dude didn't skip a syllable. Of, 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 it was like everything was just perfect. 
unbelievable. And then he did some stuff where you would never hear because it, it, was, it wasn't on any album. It was just like an acapella. He was just rapping for the crowd. And I'm like, this right here is why you come to shows, to possibly see something that you'll never see or you'll never hear um, just listening to music. So that was, that was dope to me. But I don't go to a lot of shows, so I don't have a lot to go off of. Gotcha, gotcha. What about you, Dave? What, what, what were some of the best and worst live shows you've seen? I already listed my wax shows. No, my, uh, that was it, man. The Roots and, uh, and Jay-Z, that's at the top. I, I, I've been, uh, I don't know, man. It's like you said earlier, I'm, I'm cautious about going to bad shows, man. So yeah. if I'm a little leery on the artist, I don't even, I don't even spend the bread, especially now. That's how they making their money, man. So yeah. I, I, yeah. I, 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 I think bad shows. Those too have been for me like uh like impromptu, like like you're not even expecting them to be there or perform. Right. Um, I've been to a couple of those too, where it, like, you know, they like, you know, it's like a guest appearance or like we got a you know, like a surprise artist and it'd be like somebody like very popular, like I was shocked. And like some of those people though perform phenomenally. Like I was shocked in terms of their their performance and their live show. I actually seen Wale live and he had a live band. And this was like early on too. And he like did his thing. Hmm. Live instrumentation, like the, he had the Congo, you know, the, the bongo drums, like because of that deep sea vibe. Like he killed it. Um, <laughs> I was shocked. You know what I'm saying? I love Wale, but some people, he's an acquired taste for some people. He like beer for some people, but I, I love Wale. Yeah, mo most definitely. I, I, I don't I don't rock with him particularly. I think he's a little one-dimensional, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but, but for me, I, I mean, uh, for me, a good live show is 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 an artist just coming out. Like y'all said, giving an artist what they, uh, giving an audience what they want to hear. Don't come out doing no, performing no obscure songs from some album that didn't perform well that only you like you know what i mean you 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 got 10 albums worth of material but you performing material from you were doing songs from album six and seven when you were on the downswing that nobody was really into you know great crowd engagement crowd participation i, I think that's part of a good live show being able to to just just be animated just be lively because if you ain't excited about your music you know what i'm saying why should i be you know that that being said Best live, I've seen a, got a lot of good live shows, but the best live show I've ever seen was, or live performers, was Method Man and Red Man. Mm. I mean, dude, they mm. tore it up. Like, they tore it up. It's like, you for you instantly forgot about anyone else performing. I mean, they was they was diving into the crowd. They they perform part of the concert, part of the show from the crowd, from the cheap seats. It was it was Method Man who like just ran into the audience, just to the back of the back of the venue, and decided to do a song or two from from the cheap seats. You know that was dope. Murs does a good show. Ghostface does a good show. I was fortunate enough to see a Tribe Called Quest before Fife passed, and. and you know, see them together one last time. They they did a great show. You could kind of tell though. You kind of kind of tell like fight tension, but not, not not even tension. It was like it was just 
Fife was kind of he 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 clearly had less energy than Q-Tip, and you could tell like there might have been something wrong with him like health wise. But he but he still did his thing. He still did his thing. Most Dev does a good show. Nas surprisingly does a good show. He, I know he doesn't seem like he would be a great live performer, but he actually does a pretty decent show. Um, y'all already sit mentioned Common. Jay Electronica. <laughs> he does a good show. Uh, at least he did when I saw him. This was like 12 years ago. But um, he did a good show. The Far Side. They did a, they did an excellent show. And Lupe. I saw Lupe at the Congress Theater. He, he was a surprise guest. And you, no one knew he was there. I think it was, it was like the Roots, Talib Kweli, uh, Hieroglyphics, and uh, and somebody else, some some other like no name cats from the West Coast. But he was the surprise guest, and like man, he came out, he killed it, man, he killed it. Good pr- crowd participation. He got in, got out. He did like maybe three or four songs that everybody knew, and he had swagger, man. He was he did his thing up there, you know. He he definitely had swagger up there, so. He, he gained, Dave was already buzzing about this dude at the time, but he gained a whole new respect for me just from seeing his live show, you know, and how good it was and how polished it was. Worst live yeah, show. I, go ahead, go I ahead. I saw Lupe, my bad, I, just going on, on your Lupe thought, Lupe surprised me because I saw him recently down here, you know, after the, the food and liquor hype and... It was a good show. It wasn't like spectacular, you know what I'm saying? Like he didn't have lights and stuff like that. It was a small stage, but ultimately he put on a good show. Like I had to give him respect. And and Lupe understood, you know, sometimes artists like you were talking about, sometimes artists be like, oh, well, you know, I'm gonna play this obscure track from, I'm gonna play this obscure track from, you know, like uh, Tetsuo and Youth album. But that's not what he did. He he actually, dude, he played hits from um from the cool. So it was really, it was really, it was really a dope show. I have to show him respect. And and I just want to add that I think while uh, J Cole had a really had a really good show, a lot of his inspiration was from Kanye. Like if you looked at the stage setup and everything. The stage, the, the stage set up like he was on a rooftop of his house. But Kanye had a stage set up where he was in a spaceship. You know what I'm saying? And like the screen, man, it was like and, and, and a mountain. He was on yeah, the top of the mountain. I, I, I would, I would <laughs> never forget that, dude. I will never this. ever forget that, <laughs> bro. It was at because it was at the United Center. And he like like when you left, they gave you these little little notebooks and stuff. Like it was it was dope, but it was like, bro, I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Like every it, he just made the album come to life. It was dope. That's great, man. Like like I th- see, I dig that when an artist <clears throat> says to themselves, like, let me give my fans something, an experience. You know what I'm saying? Something other than an album they could just take home and press play. Let me give them an experience that will leave an impression that you know they'll walk around with for the rest of their life and always remember you know like i think that's dope uh, that's that's a level of, of caring and craftsmanship that you know you gotta respect you know you know you say whatever you want about kanye and lupe as far as them being crazy but you know they they care enough to give their audience a good show so yes 
I, I, I tip my I tip my hat off to him for that. Now, worst live show, man. Worst live show I've ever seen, without a doubt, was um it's kind of a tie, man. <laughs> um kids in the hall. I've already shared this experience on this show. They came out, they were one of the warm-up acts. Uh the MC knowledge, he he felt the crowd wasn't you know, rocking with him enough, decides to act like a petulant child and, and go off on the crowd and, and walk off. And the DJ stayed on the stage. The DJ stayed on the stage, gave everybody a 15 minute set, scratching and cutting. That was dope. And they applauded him for that. But yeah, his boy, terrible. Um, other bad live show I've seen, Immortal Technique. His show is terrible, man. He was, first of all, he was on stage with like, like 20 other niggas like they were just like i think they were trying to create this effect like they were like protesters but it was just it was just niggas yelling and then he had the mic all in his mouth too close to his mouth yelling into the mic it wasn't matching up with the music it was, it was terrible man and it it honestly like changed my opinion of him a little bit but um yeah you wouldn't expect him to do a bad show but it was it was terrible, man. It was terrible. I mean, no imagination at all. It was just like, I'm just walking out here with my dudes. We gonna walk walk back and forth, back and forth, and I'm gonna rap, you know? And that was it. But, I'll um, tell you, I, let me just add, if I can, let me just add this, my last small one, man. I, 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 it wasn't like the worst show I'd ever seen, but I mean, compared to Kanye and J. Cole. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Uh, the, it was like the love tour with music and what's the other chick name? I can't remember her name right now. Um, another chick, she sang one song, maybe two. And then uh, and then it was uh, Raheem Devon. Well, Raheem Devon was last for some reason. Actually, music wasn't even on this. Music didn't make it. But Raheem Devon uh, was like, he was the last dude. This dude, Raheem Devon, had a throne, right? Like a, a throne <laughs> on, the, on the stage with a crown on, bro. And he thought like he was like the king of something. And it was just like, like I, I wasn't vibing with it at all. Like I know I know the songs you're singing, but bro, them punches from like 30 years ago, man. Like I, I'm gonna need a little more. Like yeah, for you to be the king or something. It was just, I don't know. It was really one of the, it, it, was, just, it was just wild, man. I, that's all I want to say, I'll leave it at I mean, he's still, to this day, he's still not really the king of anything, man. <laughs> like, I mean, he, he yeah. does his thing. He definitely right. does his thing. That's, that's a bit nah. much for, for Raheem Devon. <laughs> you gonna come nah, out man. here like you David Barksdale or somebody, like... Nah. Raheem Devon is like the case of uh, Neo Soul. <laughs> it's like case. He had a couple, he had some hits, but like... He ain't gonna ever be mentioned among like any of the greats. Yeah, I, I doubt that. Now, is there anybody y'all have never seen perform live that you kind of regret never seeing? Me personally, no, because I don't really go to live events. Um, I told myself as of late that I'm going to start going tomorrow, but um, like, nah, that's nothing I regret. You know what? I, I regret not being able to make it for a, a, a Mike live show, bro. I, I can imagine the, just the, the pandemonium in the room. Like, it had to be, it, it, at the height, it had to be nuts, man. 
Wait, Dude, for who? Women who is fall. It? Michael. Michael Jackson. Oh, Michael. Michael Jackson. Okay. Dude, the pandemonium had to be crazy, man. Like at the height, man, the women had to be going. Women passing out, throwing their clothes on stage, losing their minds, and I'm in the middle of it. It, w- it would have been fantastic. Man. <laughs> I, <laughs> I guess Prince would, Prince would fit the same category. Yeah, yeah I kind of wish I would have went to one of them. Um, I, I, I wish I would have went to Anita Baker's last uh, rendezvous. I mean, she said she wasn't going to tour no more, so I don't know how true that is, but uh, I missed out on that one. And uh, believe it or not, I wanted to see, uh, I miss J. Cole, I saw Kendrick. But I, I wanted to see, uh, I wanted to see Chris Brown, man. Cause I hear he I hear his show is like phenomenal. So I, I, didn't, see I, that. I had times to go see him and just passed up on him. Um, but yeah, those are just people I wish I would have saw and I had the actual opportunity to. Yeah, yeah. I you know what I regret I regret never seeing my beat in concert. Um I kind of regret that. I regret um Dude, as big of a Wu fan I am, I've never seen the entire Wu Tang Clan perform live. Like I've seen, I've seen Ghost, I've seen Ray, I've seen Meth, I've seen. I, I'm pretty sure I've seen Deck. You said what? I said that's a hard thing to do to see them all live in one spot. From what yeah, I never, hear. never, never seen them, man. <laughs> and they, they've, they've come yeah. here a couple times, like. Um, but every time it was always something else going on, you know, like a convention or something I had to be at like that weekend, you know, and I wasn't able to see it. Like, I know Reggie, man, you you put me on that Griselda show last time they came to town. I kind of, you were showing me the flesh. I kind of was kicking myself over missing that. Dude, soon as COVID is over, man, like I, I gotta see Griselda live. It's like, I, that, I mean, they put you in a frame of woo. They was cold though. Like, played everything you wanted to hear. It was the same kind of vibe as them, like it was a hundred people on stage. But I mean, they brought so much swagger, the interaction, the the uh, wrestling on the back screen, like right. <laughs> it was just it was just crazy. You know what I mean? Like it was a dope, dope show. Yeah, I, 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 I was wait, saucy. Wait, I missed what? that. Rizal. The rest they had wrestling on in the background. I, I don't know you. You ever listen to any of his other like? That's their whole mo. Like it's wrestling. Yeah, they really into like vintage wrestling, like like Hogan era wrestling, yeah, Macho Man, like, Randy Savage, all that. It's like it's like what they into, kind of like with Wu Tang and the um and the Kung Fu flicks. Right, right, right. So they have highlights of like that going on in the background. So you see like Macho Man or like Sting or like all these different and they just like fighting in the background. Like it was like it was amazing. <laughs> Who whoever would have thought something like that would just be amazing. Yeah, it's a weird it seemed like a weird combination, but like if you embrace what you love, like that's how people get to know you. I, well, I gotta imagine the bars. Just after you saying that yeah, I start I do I do think about a lot of the references they say in their in the, um, rap. I gotta really start really yeah. listening to Griselda. All their skits, all they skits is, is nothing but rapper. I mean, uh, wrestlers interviewing. Yeah, like, I've never officially like listened to Griselda. Like I hear songs, but I've never like went through their albums. But I'm gonna start doing that. You're doing yourself a disservice, man. Oh, <laughs> I won't be doing it. Well, next time we talk, we'll be now Vince, to talk about it. Now Vince, if if you if you're looking for substance, you're not gonna get that. 
Oh, I, you... I, I mean, I kind of, that's probably half of the reason why I didn't listen to him, but like the stuff I've heard, I've been impressed. Don't get me wrong, it's just that. It's just, it's just vintage drug music. That's what it is. It's like, yeah, hey, I, I, it's I, like I'll listen to it. I got, I'll be having all day. I'm at work. I got all day to listen to stuff. It's like Biggie Smalls meets Tupac meets Wu Tang. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it is, man. That's what it sounds like. Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go through their um like, discography. Start, start off with, start off with Benny the Butcher. He, he 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 I think he's the nice one to start off with. Then get into Conway. Then get into West Side. Yeah. It's West Side Gun. He's like <laughs> he's like the ghost face of the crew, man. He 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 just comes with with a mad that's dude, irreverent that's dude energy. With the voice, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, but check them out. Yeah, you're not gonna get a lot of substance, but what you will get is a a lot of hard, slick bars. So yeah, you know he what got, it is. He got some nice wordplay. I do. You know what it is. Wordplay. It's it's like it's like when you go into the gym, right? You want to bulk up. You listen to some Griselda because the bars is heavy, baby. If you, <laughs> if you want that fluffy, you want that fluffy stuff. You can go someplace else. If you want word, you know, all that, you know, let me get a storyline and all this stuff. Nah, man. Griselda's don't mess around, bro. Heavy nah. on the bars. I'm ready for it. They, 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 they truly New York guys. New York cat. So, I mean, like I said, I know about them, but I'm, I haven't gotten in, in depth with them. Like, when I hear that they drop something, it's not like, well, if I happen to hear it, I happen to hear it. But I, I haven't searched them out. That's all. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, man. Good talk, man. Good talk. Good discussion, man. So at this time, I'm going to um, we gonna move right into our next little segment real quick. Um, I'm gonna get a floor to you guys. This is something that we've been doing. It's been going pretty well, man. Unpopular hip hop opinions. I invite everybody to share at least one uh, opinion that you feel personally, and we will try to debate whether or not it's a valid opinion worth worth you know. <laughs> giving some cre- credence to or if it's b-ship and uh you know blasphemous so i give it up to you all what's what's one unpopular hip-hop opinion that you hold that you know the majority of people ain't rocking with I- i'll get you I-, I i'll get it started i'll get it started i'll get it started this is this is this is controversial lloyd banks is the best rapper in G Unit, and that includes 50 Cent and Game. Oh no, that's facts. Nah, that that's yeah, you're right. That is that is that is definitely one of them. But yeah, it's true. Lloyd Banks is yeah, he got better bars than all of them. I, I got I got, I got one then. I got one since you put me on that line. Um, Ludacris. Got bars, but he's trash. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> he has bars, but he's trash. Trash. So what's trash about him? His delivery, his albums, his beats? What? It's 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 kind of like a it's kind of like a combination of everything. To be honest with you, like. He, he can really spit, but it seems like he takes, it seems like he purposely, like, doesn't 
put his all into it. Like it's he he's too like he's it, it seems like he's trying to give his best red man impression and he's horrible at it. <laughs> like red man is red, red man. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. More like a comedian, like you know what I'm saying. But he but he can spit, and it all goes well. And Luther tries to do the same thing, but it comes off corny. Like I see what I see what you're saying. He's a, corn, he's a cornball playing for the corn huskers, and he is the MVP. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Like you're it's funny corn because syrup, huh? <laughs> it's funny because Ludacris. Ludacris stopped his career when he, like, when he started trying to be more serious with, with acting and stuff. The goofiness of his his albums, once that went away, like nobody wanted to hear him no more. But that only worked when he was younger. Now that he's older, it's like, man, nobody want to hear that. So I, I, I see what you're saying. Really, stuff like you can see the potential there, and then yeah. like it just plateaued. Like if not, went down. It's it's. it's it's terrible. <laughs> I, I wouldn't saying. call him. I wouldn't call him trash. He's he's definitely an acquired taste, but he's not. He's not like a rapper's rapper, and never never has been. It's like you you go to Ludacris for a certain type of of hip hop. You know what I mean? Like the same way you go to Cameron for a certain type of hip hop, or Ghostface or Griselda. You, you go to Ludacris for goofy Southern hip hop. It's just it just is what it is. I wouldn't call him trash. It's like. It's like compared to some of the other cats from his own city, he's not trash. Griselda is like, Griselda is like brand, like Aldi brand cereal, just the flakes. What tastes like wood? That's what Griselda is. Just that's, it. That's, that's, that's your unpopular milk, opinion. You can't water that down. <laughs> no, I like no. That's not my unpopular opinion. Well, it might be. I don't know. I don't really have. A, I don't think I have an unpopular opinion about much. Uh, here goes. Here goes. I guess up. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Car, Cardi B is better than Nicki Minaj. I don't know. I don't know. Here goes an unpopular opinion. <laughs> um, Biggie Smalls wouldn't have been as big as he is if he was allowed to make a couple more albums. Like if he made more albums it would have shown that he wasn't as good or and or jay-z wouldn't be as big as he is if biggie hadn't got murdered i don't know big was gonna be big regardless but biggie biggie got biggie got martyred he had two albums two real albums he did get martyred but those two albums was they both of them is in people's top ten albums. Like, no, you're right. Now, I'm, I'm not saying this for me. I'm just talking about what people, what I've heard, and what people yeah, say. Yeah, right, right. I hear what you're saying, but I, I think Biggie would have had he lived. He would have went on and start doing stuff for like the Neptunes, and you know, maybe even some point a, a Kanye West. You know, had he kept making music, but I think I think he would have eventually became a mogul. I think he would have. He went and went more in that direction as opposed to like I'm, I'm gonna just keep putting out music because I mean he he reached the pinnacle fairly early in his career so it's like it's like where do you go from there? He, um, so I mean the, the rumor or not the rumor the truth was that the locks were signed to him not Diddy. It's just that Diddy held the contract you know like Diddy held on to his word and like putting them on because of Big but Big was signing him to his own label. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that either. 
Yeah. But I mean, like, this is what I, I've heard this. Like people mentioned this a number of times. People was like, because um, some people think he got anointed too fast. Like, how can you be anointed that with just two albums? It's like, like saying that um, they were phenomenal two albums. It's like, it's like his stuff was everywhere in the golden era of hip hop when the standard was like exceptionally high. He was he was he was wearing the crown like at least for his city at the very least you know what I mean like for him to have done that in the era he did that 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 takes a lot of skill and like the album still kind of hold up today. Nah, they definitely do, and I'm I'm just saying this is what some people say. They just it's 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 just the question they have. Like and like I said, the other one, which is mainly even more so, would Jay Z be who he was if Biggie was still around? Like, would he been able to, because a lot of people say they kind of had to find somebody else to to have a main focus on in New York. And Jay-Z was the chosen one and he held up, he held up to um, the task basically. But if they were together, if they were still, if, if Biggie was still around, would Jay-Z have gotten overshadowed or would he been still be the main? I think I think Jay Z still would have would have rose to the top. The reason I say that is because if if you go back, okay, Biggie died in '97. You go back to '97, '98, at the next crop of MCs that were coming up at that time, which Jay Z was a part of, they were all kind of chosen. You know, everyone was putting their money on. I'm I'm gonna just run through it. Big Pun, Jay Z, Busta Rhymes, Method Man. Noriega, DMX, and Cannabis, and to a, and to a lesser extent, Peter Nas. Guns. Nas. Yeah, Nas was still active. And and Big L. Well, he was. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Big L because he was still alive. They was all the. the uh, you right. right. And did I did I mention did I mention Cameron? No, 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 no. But he was a part of that too. And 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 Ja Rule. Majority of them cats all from New York. <clears throat> And for Jay-Z to rise above that crop of MCs at that time and still have the hits he had, I think his ascension was just, I think it was inevitable. And then, I mean, and you look at the way he moves today, man, like uh, right now, like he's just, I think his thinking is just on a different level. It's like- They they had the blueprint for a movement at that time. Like the way they was doing everything on their own, the way they were selling, Singles for as much as they were selling it, they were doing their own videos. Like they were on to something beforehand, and I think that was going to happen regardless. I think that was going to happen regardless. But but I think the death of Biggie might have helped. It 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 it. it I don't think he owes it to his, his success to Biggie passing away. But I do think it was a factor. But I don't think it was the biggest factor. I think. I think the biggest factor was him having Dame Dash kick down doors for him and, 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 and do all the hard work and, you know, get his name out there. And he just... And the real money they had. What'd you say, Reggie? I said, and the real money they had. They was really living that, them, them, that lifestyle. So they was, you know, they was really... They really had drug money that they was investing in themselves. So that money, that flash, brought more attention. You know what I'm saying? So like, what are these cats doing? Yeah. Right, right. All right, man. Good, good stuff. Good stuff. I'm gonna move right along to uh, the next segment for the night. Our album face off, man. Um, this week, 
we we gonna do it like we always do. We take two albums and, and put them against each other, and we have y'all weigh in on which one y'all felt was the better album and why. Uh, this week I was putting Big L's Lifestyles of the Poor and Dangerous up against Organized Confusion's Stress album. Big L's Lifestyle of the Poor and Dangerous. It was his debut album. It came out March of '95. It was 12 songs long, 48 minutes, and produced by Buckwild, Lord Finesse, and Showbiz. Organized Confusion, which was the combination of Pharrell Monch and Prince Poe. Uh, their album Stress came out August of 1994. Uh, it's 13 songs, runs 45 minutes, and was produced by Organized Confusion, Buckwild, and Rockwilder. So I'm going to give it up to y'all, man. Did y'all get a chance to review these albums? And if so, which one did y'all feel was the better album? Um, I, I, I'm going with Big L. Um, uh, Lifestyles over the point dangerous. Um, it's it's just more my vibe more than anything. Um, it has nothing to do with the other album. Um, I think they were both good albums. I just think that uh, in terms of like if I gotta choose now, it goes to the, my taste. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Big L, Big L would take it on that. Um, you know his his wordplay was was what it was. I mean he was he was gone to be like. The, the next up in in New York and it shows uh, throughout his his uh, songs that he did and um, you know like I said that that for me was uh, the edge. Okay, okay, fair enough. For me myself, um, this was a little hard uh, because it's like all 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 three people, Big L, Prin uh, uh, Prince Poe, Feral Munch, all three are exceptional lyricists. And like production-wise, both of these albums are about even. You, you get the same flavor of production on both these albums between Lifestyles of the Poor and Dangerous and Stress, really. I think I think Stress was a little bit more atmospheric as far as just, just production. I'm gonna give the edge to Organized Confusion Stress. Reason being, I, with the Big L, the Big L is a, that, that album is a phenomenal slept on album, but the wheels did kind of fall off toward the end. Like the last, I would say two or three tracks. He just kind of, it just, the album just kind of petered out. It started out strong in the beginning, the middle of the album is strong, but then it just kind of peters out toward the end. Whereas I think the, the Stress album was more consistent from front to back. And I love the way Feral Munch and Prince Poe kind of bounced off each other. And they really, they really conveyed a sense of, um, no pun intended, but just being stressed out, living in the city, being stressed out, you know, trying to be a rapper in an environment that's extremely violent, extremely racist, you know, not knowing what the next day is going to bring. I, I think it's it's a it's a great album, man. And the feral much that we've come to know and love, he he was every bit of that at, at that skill level on this album, you know, with his wordplay and everything. I mean, Eminem's on record by saying with saying that. The song 13 is he feels is one of the illest verses ever you know um with, with what uh feral munch did on that song and I, I couldn't agree more um and you have songs like straight bullet where he's rapping as if he's the straight bullet being shot out of a gun and you know killing somebody and you know the jazz samples that they use man and 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 over those really like dark hardcore beats it was just it was just a great atmospheric album man like you know, and Big L, he's, you know, one of the hardest lyricists ever, but he could he could get to be a little bit of a one-trick pony. 
you know, and I, I don't say that to denigrate him, but like what he does, he does very well. Ain't a ain't an MC that 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 went harder than him even back then. But because of what he does so well, he doesn't get he never really got a chance to show you a different side or to be a little bit more introspective with his with his with his music. And you know, I think that's the other thing. I think the stress album is a lot more is is a lot more balanced album too. Um Big L man, he just he just goes in, man. He say some wicked stuff. You just go to the song Danger Zone, man. That's all I got to say. You like, man, this this dude, this dude was was. They, I mean, they say that's why he got killed. They said a lot of that stuff he was rapping was was his his real exploits. It's like, and so like you know, he had to be gas, so to speak. But they say he was another one that was living them, that life. Yeah, I heard that too. I heard that too. Um, what took him out was some other stuff that kind of came back on him. But uh, you know, hey. It's, it's, it's a great album, you know, if you're looking for some hardcore lyricism, man, like I strongly recommend it. Uh, however, I do I do give the edge to uh, organized confusion on this one. But um, very well, man, very well. We, we're not going to obviously we're not going to have time to go into our um, uh, questionable debut albums list. We'll, we'll save that for another episode. But what we'll do is we'll go into let's do let's go do let's go do an overrated underrated. First one up, man. Overrated or underrated? Country music. Whoa. Mm. Underrated. It's according to what it's according to what uh, culture you come from. I say for 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 the uh, whole of African Americans, black people, I would say it's it's underrated because they actually got some good music, good storytelling. Okay. Okay. Say it's overrated. I'm gonna say it's overrated. <laughs> <laughs> just for the simple fact that like it's really not their music. Like they actually kind of stole it. <laughs> so I'm gonna say that for that. That's reason. true. So I'm gonna say overrated. The way it's being done now is overrated. Yeah, I, I gotta go with overrated. I, I hate to I hate to generalize an entire genre. And I'm not going front like I've never heard a country song I like. I have. But it's extremely rare. It's extremely rare. So the genre overall, I'ma go, I'ma go overrated. Uh next up. Wait, what? <laughs> Are you saying country music is overrated? Yeah. Yeah, to defend it? Uh, uh, yes, it's not. <laughs> there. <laughs> All right, hey. It's not it's not just the fact. Here's the thing about country music, and and I will say wow. While some of it sounds, well, a lot of it can sound similar. I, I think I want to put it in the in the vein of what we just experienced recently with with uh, Spanish music. You have to appreciate what they're going for, you know, like what what is the what are all the parts that make up this genre that just really grabs people, and it's it's honestly it's it's um. It's not just the stories. It's not. It's not. It's not just how they sing it. It's not what they're saying. All of it is a part of it. Okay, fair enough. I think you've been in Texas too long, but hey, uh, fair enough. <laughs> That's, your, That's your opinion. All right, ne- next up, man. Next up, man. Weed. Overrated or underrated? <laughs> hey, 
What you mean? Man weave? Like a high top fade? With yeah, the... have y'all seen these? <laughs> like, I don't even know if it should be a question. Like, extremely overrated. Like, that shit. Well, none of us are bald. Happen. None of us are bald. So we can't. I imagine for the bald brothers, man, they. they... Man, weaves might be one of the greatest, greatest of God's creations right now. That's not because we know you was bald one time. Like, so, because <laughs> nah, when you go bald, you just go bald. Like, if you fall today and then tomorrow you come back with like, a, like braids, like we already know, like, too. like what's up with the weave, my dude? Uh, like, nah, that's overrated. <laughs> Because I mean, like, <laughs> I, I mean, like, me personally, so, like certain certain things shouldn't happen. Like I don't like certain things shouldn't happen, and that's one of them. <laughs> man, a man should not be having a weed. Man, that's just look. Just if happen. you if you don't look, if I don't notice it, then you good. Like if it, that's just like a woman with a wig. If I if I think it looks like like it could be her hair, then why do it matter? So are we talking about two pay? We talking about two pages? Are we talking about man weave? The, the man weave, bro. Okay, yeah, it's, man it's the weave. Next level. Like, nah. It's the next level. Nah. It's, it's, it's your, it's it's, it's your hair with a with the extra. <laughs> nah, nah, we nope. We're not, with we a sponge. No, nah, we ain't doing no man weave. Toupees, like I've grown up with toupees, so like you don't know. Before. You've never been bald. Imagine, imagine my man Dave. Imagine my man Dave come through with the nice. See, don't get crazy with it though. Like I can see Dave do filling it, it out. I don't. I, don't I can see Dave filling it out, but don't come with the high top fade because I'm be like, bro, what are you doing? Come on, Greg, man. Greg, I'm trying to tell you now. It's overrated because four days later we gonna start seeing. <laughs> That it ain't something they adding right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it it settle in good enough. <laughs> Twenty days later, like when your when your size is not. Like, <laughs> <laughs> then, then, like, you gonna be like, man, what's up, fam? Like, we got this problem out. Like, damn, we got to dress before we go any further. Like, what's going on with your man? And that's only four days later. Like, you know what I'm saying? Man. Get that that piece of hair that look like black ramen noodles, and you glue that on your head, and then get it lined up. Nah, we ain't, we not doing that. But I've seen it's some like, that was like, very convincing. Right. Like if you didn't know yeah. that this person that was a stranger, right. if I did right, that is you that's what I'm saying. You would think it it's was true. It's true. But four days later, when when your <laughs> hair starts growing, it's a problem. But you you gotta have a budget. It's it's like anything, right? You gotta have a budget to maintain it, cause you can't every just get it and be like, "Oh yeah, I'm every, straight." Every three days, like, then you can be at the barbershop. Yeah, get it tightened up. Nah, that shouldn't be happening. <laughs> nah, don't do that. Like, just age gracefully, man. It, it happens. Oh man, man. bro game. That's not for everybody. Bro, bro game. game. Oh snap. <laughs> nah, we talking about strictly man weed. We not talking. About- <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Measures to get your hair to grow back. Yeah, Rogaine. We're talking about man weed. Like, I mean, it, I take, it takes a certain level of vanity to be like, 
like like it does take a certain level of vanity and one, one might say balls to just be like you know what i'm gonna get this i'm gonna get this high top fade weave put in and i'm gonna just rock this and, and just you know you, you borderline a serial killer if you just <laughs> From ball to a half-time fade and act like nothing is <laughs> like everything. You look at everybody else like what? What was going on? There's a couple people I know did that. Nah, and it's like we gotta talk about it, bro. Like before we discuss anything further, before we start this job, before we do anything, you have to talk about <laughs> yesterday. Because the day before you wasn't, you was bald. Exactly. Like you can't just do that and then talk to me like we don't know what's going on. You can't just have, you can't, you can't act normal. Like we gotta, we gotta discuss the elephant in the room. I remember one of my homeboys from work. He told me he was one of them dudes who bought a raccoon in the room. Who bought? Who um, went bald early? And he was saying he had a job as a telemarketer, and he got the spray on joint like. But they, they, they sprayed the hair on and he said he put on his headset for work, which got kind of hot. And he, he started sweating and his head started, his hair started dripping down his forehead. His coworker was like, yo, you, you might want to go to the bathroom. He said he looked in the bathroom and in the mirror. He said his whole hairline was on his, on his cheeks, just dripping wow. down. He did the Carlos Boozer. <laughs> oh, man. All right, last one, man. Last one. Manscaping, overrated or underrated? <laughs> like uh, underrated. Are, are you being? You mean like preparing, preparing for festivities later? Is that what you're referring to, or are you? Like, <laughs> General grooming, all of the above. Like, like, and, and by uh, manscaping, I mean, you you should keep yourself clean and, and smelling fresh at all times. I mean that. That's, nah, but we talking about the. Talking about, you're talking about the complete. <laughs> 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 Especially in the summertime, man. You don't, you don't, you know. That's what I'm saying, man. Who want all that, bro? Who wants all that? That's to get out of hand, man. You get the sweat down there. It's holding in everything. The juice is just, it's just simmering for, for hours. And you, you, come on, man. For the chafers in the room, it's, it's underrated. I mean, yeah, yeah, mow, mow the lawn, but don't do a scorched earth. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, all of these insinuations are hilarious. <laughs> Every single one of them. <laughs> be, be attentive to it, because, you know, we all got significant others. We all, you know, we all got wives. So be, yeah, be attentive. But, yeah, like, I, 
I, that's scorched earth stuff. Like I don't, I don't go in for that. Definitely not. <clears throat> but um, but yeah, it's good to keep keep everything together, man. I don't want to be walking around here looking like no eight year old boy. But um, sure, we're not monkeys. We're men. All right. Yeah, that's all I'm saying, time, man. Can't, can't, can't have a swamp down there. Can't have no swamp down. Just Complete with vines and everything. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking like uh, Yoda's homeland. Like Yoda's planet. <laughs> oh, you looking like a freaking Wookiee. You don't want to look, man. Just, just take yeah. care of yourself, right? That's all I'm saying. Take care all right. of yourself. All right, man. So we're going to wrap it up, man, like we always do uh, with another segment of What You Bumping, where I invite y'all to share with the listeners what y'all been bumping for the past week or so. Vince, man, what you been bumping? Um, well, next week, well I'm, well, I'm definitely finna take a listen to this Griselda stuff. Like, y'all got, y'all done sold me on that. But what I've been listening to, I've been listening to Robin Thicke because we got we got an up and coming face off we're doing Friday with him so I just wanted to re-familiarize myself with his music I've been listening to uh, Nora Jones she had a, she just dropped an album recently oh she so, sure did <clears throat> I, I, I was taking a what else was I listening to I was listening to Roddy Rich a little bit but I was listening to Silk oh, a, lot, a lot of Silk last week I don't know why, but I was. <laughs> Just in the mood for it, huh? You've been mandated, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so I was in my 90s, uh, I was in my 90s R&B group vibe, so I was like, man, let me listen to Silk. I ain't heard them in a while. Nice, nice. All right, uh, Reggie, man, what you been bumping? Uh, it's been a trap week, uh, so I've been listening to uh, nothing but uh, music that will ruin your brain cells. Um, so I was listening to uh, Young Dolph, Rich Slave, and I was listening to uh, Money Bag Yo and uh, <laughs> and um, uh, Black Youngster, and I was listening to uh, uh, Lil Durk's album. Huh? Cool, cool. How is the little dirt? Uh, it's good. Um, but it's good for what you're getting. Like, he's a great. Uh, he's for the streets. So, like, if you are someone that is kind of like, I feel like, yeah, like in the streets, or like, you know, you just have life struggles, or, or like that's what he represents, and that's what he conveys. And so, I guess the youth these days is going through that. So they they rocks with them well. And I think a lot of new, I mean, older rappers is just appreciating his authenticity. But he can actually tell some stories when he wants to. So uh, it's a decent album. Um, Would I tell you to listen to it? I mean, not if you don't like that type of music. It would be, you know what I'm saying, not uh, worth your time. But uh, it's good. Okay. Cool, you know, cool. If it was worth it, and even though it's trap, I would tell you like, "Oh, you gotta listen to it." But it didn't, it didn't hit me like that for me to tell you like, you know what I'm saying? Okay, okay, all right. Cool. Uh, Greg, man, what you been bumping? 
you know, I'd be all over the place, man. I, <clears throat> I was listening to some, uh, actually, I, I, I wanted to do a personal comparison between, um, between Farside and, hold on, I'll tell you exactly. <clears throat> between Farside and, uh, Mecca and the Soul Brothers, uh, Pete Rock and, and uh, CL Smooth, and I like Farside better. I, I can't explain to you why. I can't explain to you how. I I just like them better. Just based off the I don't know. Just just based off of just pure pure listening for it, like without without an objective ear, you know. Just listening for it for entertainment. And then I had to listen to some. I listened to ooh. I listened to uh what uptown no not up I was gonna say uptown Saturday night basically uh the Lucini boys. Oh, Camp Low. Camp Low, yeah, yeah, yeah. I listen to them. I, I just have a hard time following that album, but eh, I, I digress. So then I went back, listened to some song for the great. I think our album is decent. It's not getting nearly enough play. So my next, the next time I get a chance to play some, I will be playing that uh, final form. Then I listened to the Tenant album, <clears throat> the score. Went back and listened to some uh, Reasonable Doubt with Jay Z, just to kind of, you know kind of i don't know man just you know i like to i like to spread the wealth around and then uh let's say the last one i did listen to oh earth game yes earth game i'm, I'm yeah, in yeah, keen yeah. anticipation did of I their next project that, did i put you on to that or you you've been on that nah you didn't you didn't put me on to it i i kind of i listened to them around the time i was i was trying to get to know jig Cause every time I looked at Jid, like his out there, I would be like suggested, and I was like, okay, I'll finally listen to it, and I was like, oh, these dudes are dope. No, they they are like they cold. I'm a little leery about their new album that they got, that that hippie something. It's, it seems like it got a spiritual undertone to it. I'm I'm gonna listen mm -hmm. to it to see if I'm correct, but I'm uh you know it's it's Earth Gang, JID, and um somebody else. So like. All of them are very talented, so I'm interested to see what they got, you know, how they gonna come together, but if the, if the undertone is too spiritual, I'm gonna have to pass on. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, I like I like J.I.D. a lot, too. I'm interested to see where his career is gonna go. I hope he don't get stagnant, but the boy is talented. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm interested to see where he, he he's gonna go. So I think, I, I don't know, man, something about J.I.D., I feel like if he was gonna pop, he would've popped by now, but you, you never know. I, he might be he might be one album away from. You know what though? I mean, not to cut you off, bro. He, I've seen like I've seen like a, a vlog of him overseas touring. Like all his shows were sold out. Like and he doing big things. So like I think he may all not be here as much as all, we think. Yeah. But I think yeah. he he is that guy. You know what I'm saying? Not not just him though. All them cats from Dreamville, man. Yeah. All them cats, they do big over teams, bro. Yeah, yeah. But uh, myself, man, I just been bumping. Uh, of course, the, the the album face off we had this week, the organized confusion, stress, and the, and the big L lifestyles and foreign dangerous. But I too have been bumping Far Side, uh, Lab Cap in California. I just wanted to give it another listen, just to see if I was being unfair to it with with the, <laughs> with the last album face off. It still bumps. And I've also been bumping the new Elzai album, um, Seven Times Down, Eight Times Up. Excellent, excellent album, man. 
check it out. I, I got some thoughts. I got some thoughts on it. Um, but I, I'll save that for a later show. Uh, but that that pretty much does it for me, man. And that does it for the show. I want to thank you, gentlemen, for uh, for hopping on and uh, sharing y'all's opinions and man, making the show uh, uh, what, it, what it always is. <clears throat> we got a, a, a few upcoming uh, topics that we're going to um, uh, be tackling to close out season eight, right? Uh, some of the best Chicago hip hop songs. There's a, uh, a list floating around online that we're going to debate and discuss and see if these songs by these Chicago artists deserve to be on this list. We're going to do a, um, I believe we're going to do a battle rap episode too before the uh, before the end of the season. But we, we got some good stuff coming up. And uh, of course, you know, uh, we're we getting closer to that time of the year where we got to do our uh, end of the year uh, awards and our, our top 10 list as well. So, uh, gentlemen, I, I thank y'all once again for hopping on, man. Uh, any any closing thoughts? I'm working on uh, editing the podcast episodes. I've had two for months. I apologize. But I'm working <laughs> on editing. It's going to be, I'm going to drop them. It's about four or five of them, I think. And I, I have them ready real soon. And I will be dropping them. That's my words. All right, I'm gonna look forward to it, man. Definitely looking forward to it. It's, it's been too long, man. We we ain't had no uh, witness test. Yeah, I, I almost yeah, forgot the name of the show. It's been so long. <laughs> yeah, no. Give me a minute. Yeah, we ain't had no witness test. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna try to. We 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 getting it back together. It's just you know life life you know sneaks up on you. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, then. So uh, with that, hopefully we'll see everybody back next week. And um, with that, man, I bid y'all adieu. All right, B. Peace, 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 Hey, yo, you better flee, hops. Or get your headphone three blocks. LP rappers, hearts pumping like three blocks. And every day I gain clout and my name sprout. Some brothers still be born to the crap never came out. I got the wild style, always been a foul child. My guns go boom, boom, and your guns go out, pal. I'm known to have a hottie open. I keep the shotty smoking. Front and get half the bones in your body broken. And when it comes to getting nookie, I'm not a rookie. I got girls that make that chick Tony Braxton look like whoopie. I run with dirty clicks, I'm never hitting dirty chicks. Got 35 bodies, buddy, don't make it 36. Step to this, your good is gone. Word is blowing, I leave mics torn when I put it on. Shoddy. Got more cash than Gotti, you don't know? You better ask somebody Big out as a crazy brother, and I'm a lady lover A smooth kid that'll run up in your baby mother I push a slick bins, I'm known to hit skins And get ins and commit sins with sick friends Cause I'm a money getter, also a honey hitter You think you nice as me, haha, <laughs> you's a funny nigga I flows, so one of my shows wouldn't be clever to miss I'm leaving competitors pissed to tell you the truth It gets no better than this I'm catching back to the break of dawn And it's song, yo, it's a must that I put it on I'm reaching bomb geeks from here to Palm Beach. I'm putting rappers in the wheelchair, pick up the
I was born dead And I'm known to pull steel tricks and kill pigs I run with ill kids and real nicks who build wigs My rap's steady slamming, I keep a heavy cannon It's a new sheriff in town and it ain't Reggie Hammond Peace to my peoples, the children of the Lord Cause we put it on,